0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, September 6th, and this is it. You know what I'm talking about. This is the final day before we have the NFL back. All of this waiting, all of the training camp and hard knocks and all of these stories, the preseason games, All of that is done and over with. Tomorrow night, we get to watch on our televisions the Chiefs and the Lions Thursday night football. And today is Wednesday. That means... And that's finally it. The NFL is officially back. And then we get a couple of days off, although you got your college games on Saturday. And that Canes-Texas A&M game, there's some uh, waves that are being made. And I'll get into that in a little bit. So you get college Saturday, Sunday, the full slate of games, I'll be on the couch watching all those games. The afternoon, the primetime game, Sunday night football. And then the following day, it's back. <music> Monday night football. I was explaining the football schedule to somebody last night here in Medellin. That's where I'm doing the show from yet again. I will go back to uh, South Florida in about a week, and I'll do the shows from there. And I will also do a show from the Poker Room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood for my poker tournament, which I hope you will be there for Tuesday night, September 19th. I might as well tell you about it now. $10,000 $10,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. Only 150 bucks to buy in. You get to hang out with me. That's worth the 150 in itself, isn't it? Talk about uh, sports or... Girls, 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 girls. Whatever you want. And then play some cards. So I hope to see you Tuesday night, September 19th. Cards in the air at 6 p.m. You could register until 845. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. That's mine. Tuesday night, September 19th, inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. And Tuesday nights are the perfect nights to play poker because there's no football. We get that Thursday, college Saturday, more football Sunday, football Monday. It's like you're done with the football week and it's like, all right, I'm going to go out there and. And play some cards. So as I said, I was explaining this whole schedule to somebody here in Medellin. And they're not really familiar with the NFL here. They're just into the other football, the real football. But well, Not real football to me, but I've already gone over that several times. And I was told, wow. I mean, that's like a, a full week right there. Especially Sundays. You're not doing anything but watching football? And I said, That's correct, I am just watching football on Sundays. It is such an exciting time that we're entering. We know all about it. I feel like the whole sports calendar is structured around this big thing that everyone cares about more than anything else and that would be the NFL. When it comes to being a sports fan, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm a basketball fan. I'm a big-time football fan. Nothing beats the NFL. It just can't be beat. Some of you might be saying, oh, I like hockey more than the NFL. I'm not saying 100% of the people in the United States of America are football fans number one. Like, that's their number one go-to sport. But the majority? Absolutely. So everything else, sports-wise, is really structured around the NFL. There's passion for everything else, including soccer. But in terms of the most people interested, it's football. And there's just something special about NFL Sundays, watching all of the games, taking in all of the action, And I'm curious to see how it's all going to play out this Sunday because this will be the first time the NFL ticket is streaming only uh, via YouTube. I'm sure there will be some chaos. I'm going to be watching this NFL Sunday from here in Medellin. And I have the international uh, package. I haven't got the NFL ticket yet because... I'm not back in Miami right now, so I don't need to get it yet. Maybe, you know, they'll offer some promotion down the line. It's just really weird. You know, part of it is, and you know, this show's always all about... honesty. I've had DirecTV for 22 years. I called in the other day, and they said, yeah, Andy, you've been with us for since 2001 so 22 years I think it's been longer than that but whatever my current account since 2001 and for the past 10 to 12 years being a great customer of theirs they always just give it to me they they give me the the red zone max everything so now it's like okay it's it's not that expensive what 350 bucks or something But when you get something, when when something is given to you for free for 10 to 12 years, here you go, and now all of a sudden, no, now you got to pay for it, and it's a different company. It just feels a little weird, and I'm I'm hesitant. But I did pay for the international package on DAZN, D-A-Z-N. Thank you, Tony, for the pronunciation. I am able to watch every single game. At least I believe so. That's what I'm told with this international package. It's the NFL game pass. I just hope it's not delayed. Like we're all going to find stuff out on Sunday. Is there going to be a delay with the NFL ticket on YouTube? If there is, how much of a delay will there be? Where if you're following along on your laptop or something, you don't want to hear about it a minute before it happens. Sure, you don't have to look at your computer or your phone, but still, if somebody's watching it on regular television, not through, let's say, streaming, they're just watching it locally in Miami or something or in another city, your friend is going to text you from that other city or wherever they're watching it. And you don't want to see their name pop up on your phone because it's like then you know something just happened. You don't know if it's good or bad, but something just happened. I don't have message previews on my phone. I'm getting very technical here, but I think a lot of you can relate to this. So I just see a name pop up, and then I have to click on it or push it, press it to see the message. But when it comes to a delay, like if I know there's a 45-second delay or something, Then i got to turn my phone over. I put the iPhone with the screen down, and I watch the game, and only during a commercial will I put the screen up. That's a pain in the butt having to do that. So we're all going to figure this out together. I'm going to figure it out with the international pass. A lot of you will figure it out with the NFL ticket streaming on YouTube. When it comes to live wagering, and soon enough in Florida, We'll be able to do that legally through Hard Rock Bet. That will be coming very soon. I believe it will be October. So when that happens, if you're trying to live wager on a game, you have to see the game essentially in real time, but as close to real time as possible. You can't live wager on a game where you're seeing the game 20 to 30 seconds behind. That takes away any player advantage. Just talking about all of this, knowing that we've got an NFL game tomorrow night, it's so exciting. Like, you could tell I am very excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide. All of us should be. And it's even more exciting when the hometown team the team that almost all of you follow, the Miami Dolphins, when you know that they should be good. They've got a chance to be really good. Now, will they be? That's a question we're all going to look to answer over the next couple of months. We know the AFC East is tough. There's a lot of new blood there. Aaron Rodgers and his friends joining the Jets. Jets! Yeah! So we'll have to see. I know people hate hearing that. Oh, we have to see. But what do you want me to tell you? I I don't know. None of us know what's going to happen. It's brand new blood there in the AFC East. What I do know is that it should be pretty interesting. So we got NFL action headed our way. We've also got, unbelievably, here in early September... And very soon, the middle of September, I'm not trying to get us there so quickly, but in a week, it's the middle of September, we've got critical baseball games being played at Lone Depot Park. I love it. The Marlins beat the Dodgers last night. Miami is right there for the final wildcard spot. And now they have won five in a row. That's called a winning streak. 24 games to go. We'll see how it all shakes out. I just remember saying last week before they went to D.C. to take on the Nationals, the Marlins, they have to win six in a row. They have to. Well, they win tonight. That makes it six in a row. I hope they do it, and then just keep going, 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 and going. All right, I got a lot to get to this hour, but I can't get to any of it until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. This Miami Dolphin season, I am going to have my focus on Mike McDaniel I'm not saying like oh I don't care what happens on the field I'm going to be watching the sideline not like that the reason I say my focus will be on Mike McDaniel it's because anybody can make a decent first impression especially when the bar is relatively low when Mike McDaniel took over he had never been an NFL head coach before And he's not your typical NFL head coach when you look at him. Everyone saw Mike McDaniel and immediately said, oh, you know, he's geeky. He wears glasses. He's small. He dresses, you know, in style like he's really cool. He's different. He's funny. He is. People were thinking last year, they were wondering, is this dude going to be any good at this? Did the Miami Dolphins just hire a genius or did the Miami Dolphins hire somebody who is going to be a terrible head football coach? So when you have a standard of, is this dude going to be any good at this, that's a pretty low bar and Mike McDaniel reached that low bar he was good he seemed like he was smart seems like he relates well to his players and he wound up getting his team a wild card berth they didn't win the game but at least they got in and that was despite all of the injury stuff to Tua So that's a start, but the question becomes now, is Mike McDaniel closer to, let's say, Spo, or is Mike McDaniel closer to, let's say, Adam Gase? Remember, after one year, everyone thought Adam Gase was this offensive guru, and he was brilliant. A lot of the same stuff that everyone thought about Mike McDaniel, except... Adam Gase wasn't an offensive guru, and he was not brilliant. I think the only thing Adam Gase was brilliant about was getting teams to somehow hire him. The comparison that Mike McDaniel should be going for is obviously Eric Spolstra. Spo came in with the heat. He wasn't particularly respected by many people. He was just this video guy. He worked his way up, but should this guy really be coaching the big three? That's what Spo was hearing. We all heard that. Oh, LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, you gotta get a real coach. However, what Spo has proven and what Mike McDaniel needs to prove is that he is a dang good coach. It's that simple. Mike McDaniel needs to prove that. He can run this thing. And I don't think you could do that after one year. Some of it is luck, which does make a head coach evaluation difficult. Because if Tua lands the wrong way and he has got another head injury, is that Mike McDaniel's fault? Now, you could make the argument that Mike McDaniel is betting his coaching future on a frail guy, an injury player, but that's on him. I I would agree with that, but that's on him. So we'll just have to watch. We'll have to see what Mike McDaniel is capable of in year two. I think what he's proven so far is that when Tua is out there, he's able to dial up a high-octane passing offense for him. You got Tyreek, you got Jalen. Tua is extremely accurate. So I think that's been proven by Mike McDaniel that he can draw up a good offensive game plan. And on defense, he's proven that he's humble enough to say, I need someone who really knows what he's doing, someone with experience, and I'm going to go get the best guy and I'm not even going to feel threatened by him. And Mike McDaniel went out and got Vic Fangio. What the Dolphins really need, even though the number one thing is, yes, they need Tua to be healthy. But even with Tua healthy, they really need a good running game. This quick strike 80 yards or three and out passing game That'll put your defense on the field way too much, way too long. It'll also make Tua drop back way too many times. So you know what solves both of those problems? A good rushing attack. It adds balance to the offense. It extends drives. It rests your own defense. It imposes a team's will on the opponent. And if history is any indication Mike McDaniel's specialty when he was with the 49ers, he was the run game coordinator. So now year two with the Dolphins, he's gotten past the initial growing pains of learning where the bathroom is in the building, learning how to work the head coach's headset, you know, the basic stuff. He's in Miami now, year two, he's comfortable. This Dolphins team needs the very thing he built his career on will he be able to add that dimension to the Dolphins? Because I really think if Raheem Moster can be a thousand yard back or he can come up with some combination of effective runners, that balance will make the Dolphins so much stronger. And let's be realistic. Second half of the season into playoff time when some of the games are going to be played in the snow, The ability to ram it down the opponent's throat, that comes in handy. Will Mike McDaniel be able to establish that with this team in year two? We've also got Mario Cristobal in year two. And for Mario, this game coming up Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium against Texas A&M, it's labeled as a big one. But have you guys seen what's going on with tickets? I need to get to that conversation, and I will in just a minute. You don't need a ticket to walk in the doors to Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club where you'll be surrounded by gorgeous. Girls, 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 girl. Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club for a reason. That's because the beautiful ladies that you could be surrounded by at Dean's Gold, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible time on a Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, or even an early morning. That's because Dean's Gold, the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 a.m. Dean's Gold, the Ultimate Gentleman's Club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard, that's in North Miami Beach. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that, only one building. It is the ultimate gentlemen's club, Dean's Gold. What in the world are the Miami Hurricanes doing? Should be more like, what is their athletics department doing? I don't know if you guys saw this. I tweeted out some information earlier today. I did it while I was having breakfast and feeding a dog that was watching me eat breakfast. A very cute dog. I felt like I had to give the dog some bacon, so I gave the dog bacon. He loved the bacon. Then I gave him some of my uh, toast, which had some butter on it. He wasn't a fan of that. And if you want to see the dog and the dog rejecting the uh, buttered bread, just go to my uh, Instagram and look at my story. Just search Andy Slater and you'll see it. I mean, I know that's really not what you're going to my Instagram for, but that's what you'll see there from this morning. In any event, so I'm having my breakfast this morning with a cappuccino, I'm enjoying everything. And then I start to see some information. I'm looking at emails. And the Canes sent out an email where they're offering a BOGO. BOGO, buy one, get one. And this surprised me a lot. The deal is, if you buy a ticket for this Saturday's game, where the Canes are taking on Texas A&M, it's a big game. At least that's what it's being labeled as, a big game. If you buy a ticket from UM for this game Saturday, Miami will give you a ticket for free to go see Georgia Tech. That is, I believe, next month. So the University of Miami Athletic Department, they are offering a deal to get people to go to this game on Saturday. It's supposed to be a big game, and they're sending out—they're blasting emails about this BOGO offer. I don't think that was a smart idea. Obviously, whoever set the pricing for this game against Texas A&M made a bad decision. Making a bad decision is one thing, but then letting everybody in the country know that you made the bad decision that's an even worse decision so now the canes with that email and as i said i tweeted out the details of it the canes are telling everybody yeah we're we're really trying to get people in our building we don't have enough tickets sold yet so we're going to offer you something even more if you buy a ticket And then on top of that, I went to look at the secondary market, and if you buy a ticket from StubHub, so that's a ticket that's already bought, somebody's just reselling it, if you buy a resale ticket, it is 50% below face value. It's really incredible. So I sent out the information this morning for people who are interested in going to see the Canes and Texas A&M, and the tweet has blown up. Of course, there's fans from other programs like FSU and not that many Gators fans. Gators fans are kind of quiet right now. But, oh, I thought the U was back. Let's be real here. Is this a big game? Yes. The Canes are at home against an SEC team. Jimbo Fisher is the head coach of that SEC team. They lost to them last year. It's a bit of a revenge game. It's 3.30, ABC, supposed to be one of the biggest games of the weekend. The Canes are telling everyone, we have not sold this game out, and now we're going to throw something else in for you to buy a ticket. So they're offering an incentive to go to this game. Why is this happening? The Canes last season weren't just bad. They were really bad. And they were really bad at home. They lost a ton of home games, several in a row. When you do that, that creates a bad taste in a fan's mouth. Yes, the 38-3 win over Miami of Ohio, that looks good. The Canes looked fantastic. They pounded the football for 250 yards. The defense was good. Everything was good. But it was Miami of Ohio. I don't think people believe yet in the 2023 Canes. Now, if Miami goes out there Saturday and they play great again and they beat the Aggies, the belief will be there more. Because that's real competition. It's a top 25 school. They're from the SEC. If Miami wins on Saturday, more people will be convinced. People may think this year has a chance to be special. And to be clear, I'm not saying that people don't believe in Mario long term. But fans are smart when it comes to spending their money. They're not going to invest in this 2023 team if they're not sure this team is ready. What happens if Miami comes out and gets crushed by Texas A&M? Are fans still going to be fired up about all the rushing touchdowns against the Red Hawks? I think there are a few more games that the University of Miami needs to play well in starting Saturday until people are ready to jump on that bandwagon. That's my belief. And I think that's why the ticket sales aren't really going as expected, at least from UM standpoint. The fact that they're charging, I believe, face value is about 110 or $120 to sit in the upper deck, that doesn't help. When that price is like twenty-five or thirty bucks for a game against Virginia, you're jacking up the price so high, and your team last year was terrible. It's Texas A&M. It's an SEC team, but it's not some type of big rivalry like the Seminoles. I hope the Canes win. I want all of our teams to do well. I always say that, I need to reiterate it, because some people tend to think, and it's not really the people who are very loyal to this program and have been listening to me for 15 years plus, but there's newbies, which is great. I want newbies all the time. Some people hear this, or they'll see my tweet, and they'll say, oh, you're being so negative about this team, and I'm not being negative about this team. I don't want them to lose. I'm just being realistic, and I want them to win. Everything is better when our teams are doing well, and I do think long-term Mario Cristobal can be a good coach at UM. He can recruit. He loves the school. He can do very well, but this season right now, right away, year two, I'm just not sure. I hope so. It would be fun if it, if it was already starting from last week going on to this Saturday. This is the right year for everyone to be great. We know that. 2023, it's been a magical time for South Florida, but I'm not going to sit here and overreact to one game, especially a game against a team that's really a cupcake. Miami should have won that game 38-3. to but what are they going to do against a real Power 5 school? That's what I want to see on Saturday against Texas A&M. I loved what I saw last night in Little Havana, at least on my television. How about those Marlins? I want to discuss some postseason baseball possibilities. And I'll do that in just a moment. How about the possibility you could have of winning a nice amount of money by heading to Gulfstream Park? Live racing every week at Gulfstream Park. It is their Royal Palm Meet going on right now. The other day at Saratoga, you could wager on any track, for the record, at Gulfstream Park. You could have been at Gulfstream and wagered on a race at Saratoga. The 10-cent Superfecta paid $12,000 12,000 dollars for 10 cents. When I tell you I see 10 and 20 cent wagers make thousands of dollars all the time, it's true. I do see it happen. I don't say 12,000 all the time, but the other day it hit for 12,000 on a 10 cent bet. Gulfstream Park, you could see live racing right in front of you. I go to their trackside restaurant 10 Palm, sit down, Have a fantastic meal. The AC is kicking, and then you watch the races and wager on them right there in the Trackside Restaurant, Ten Palms. If you can't get out to Gulfstream Park, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida. Download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. The hottest team in Major League Baseball right now, it is your Miami Marlins. We hold the Marlins, the Miami Marlins. The Marlins have won five straight games. That's called a winning streak. The second hottest team in baseball, that would be the Yankees. They've won four in a row. Maybe they'll be on their way to getting that third wild card spot in the American League. <laughs> that would be something. They're still seven and a half games back, so. I'm borderline joking about that. But the Miami Marlins right now, they are absolutely no joke. Last night, they beat a future Hall of Famer, Clayton Kershaw. He's been good. He's not the Clayton Kershaw we're used to seeing over the years, but he's still really good. The Marlins, though, they got Jake Berger. People tell me Jake Berger and I look alike, except Jake's got the mustache and I don't. Jake hit a home run, and Josh Bell, the other acquisition at the trade deadline, he hit a home run, and then in eighth inning rally, the game is tied at three, the biggest homer of the night, Brian DeLa Cruz, a two-run shot, he makes it five to three, and then the next batter, Jazz Chisholm Jr., takes a lefty deep, and it was very deep to right, an upper tank job. I found it interesting what Skip Schumacher said after the game. Skip had a lot to say about Jazz Chisholm Jr. He was talking about how bad Jazz had been at hitting lefties, so bad that he didn't even play him against lefties for a while. But Skip said Jazz got to work, he had better at-bats, and the result was the long home run that we saw. Skip didn't stop there, though. The rest of his comments were fascinating because on the surface, it sounded like he was praising Jazz, praising him for working hard to get better against lefties. But I didn't take it as a praise. I took it as Skip calling out Jazz. Skip basically said, okay, you hit a lefty tonight. Does that mean you stop working? That phrasing, does that mean you stop working? What that says to me is work ethic is an issue. Stopping the grind is an option. Does a manager ever say that about a player he knows no doubt will keep grinding? No, a manager is never going to say that. But that's what Skip Schumacher was talking about last night. He says now it's going to be up to Jazz if he's going to continue that work or he's just going to stop. That's completely calling out Jazz's work ethic. Now, I take all this in in a good way because Skip knows what he's doing. He seems very smart. Seems like he's going to be a great manager in Major League Baseball. He's been doing a fantastic job with this Marlins team. By calling out Jazz there, which I think is definitely the way his comments should have been taken and what he meant to do, 100% meant to do it. I think he's, he's doing this purposely so Jazz hears it. And Jazz, because he hears that, is now forced to continue to do the work. It's like pushing Jazz more than just talking to him privately, but saying that to the media openly, it pushes him. Because now some of us will look at Jazz against the lefty, and Jazz isn't going to want everyone seeing, oh yeah, he stopped working. So I think what Skip did was, was fascinating, and I think it meant a lot. What he was saying, unfortunately, wasn't even really caught by whichever reporters were there last night. I wasn't there last night. I'm here in Medellin. I watched everything on television. But there was no follow-up to what Skip said. It was just moving on to like, oh, yeah, what about Andrew Nardi? I'm like, are you kidding me? The manager is talking about Jazz's work ethic and it just gets, yeah, what do you think about Nardi? Nobody noticed it. Because then the media spoke to Jazz after and if somebody did notice it, he would have been asked to respond to what Skip said. And then I saw a tweet from someone saying that Skip has nothing but praise for Jazz Chisholm Jr. I'm like, huh? That, that's what you took from that? It's just a, it's, it's amazing to me. It's like if my buddy Craig Mish is not there or if I'm not there, there's no follow-ups. That's why Zoom press conferences are the best because I'm watching the game here in Medellin last night and I would have gone right on to the Zoom. I would have told my friends or friend in the other room, like, you know, hang on, I got a Zoom to do. I got to work. And I would have asked a follow-up question. Another convo I want to have with all of you, and I've been having it for quite some time now, is if you're thinking about retiring early, and who doesn't want to retire early, contact Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, And they will be able to help you out and design a plan based around your goals. Some of you may have traveled during the summer and you enjoyed it and you want to travel a lot more. Well, start planning that retirement now because once you retire, you can travel whenever you want. Trajan Wealth is going to help you do that. Maybe you're handling your own money now or you've got someone else handling it and it's just not doing what you thought it would, contact Trajan Wealth. Visit them online, trajanwealth.com. That's trajanwealth.com or call them 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol joins us as he does every Wednesday. Lieutenant, I was telling people earlier today, and I posted this on my Instagram story, I was feeding a dog at breakfast who was looking right at me. I fed him a little bacon and buttered bread. Um, I heard that you guys had a canine do something yesterday, I believe maybe on the Palmetto Expressway in Miami-Dade County. Um, when a canine does something good, what does the canine get fed?
1: So the the our, our canines they actually work for their uh their their toys these little like rubber toys that's what they're working for you know they don't they don't can't really pay them a monetary uh, salary but we pay them in, in toys and in uh, dog food but but uh, yeah last night actually Andy in the area of mammy Gardens uh, we have a there was uh, detectives that notified us of an auto theft. Uh, operation or a known ring in the area of 826 and uh, 42nd Avenue, and uh, our troopers were able to uh, make visual contact with the stolen vehicle that was uh, described to us and uh, attempted to stop that vehicle to, you know, to actually, you know, halt its progress. And um, the, obviously, there was a short pursuit of the, the the driver uh, failed to stop. And then shortly after uh, the occupants in that stolen vehicle kind of fled on foot, they abandoned the vehicle, and uh, one of our canine troopers was uh, able to deploy his canine, canine uh, Conan's his name, and uh, that concluded the, uh, Conan? the foot pursuit. Conan, yeah, he actually got a uh, he actually uh, did apprehend the subject. It, there was a bite, wasn't too bad, but he was able to apprehend the subject that was trying to flee on foot. And it brought down this little operation that they had going on in that Miami Gardens area of of stolen vehicles. It was a big problem in that area. And I'm happy that our guys were able to kind of uh, assist in bringing a stop to it. These individuals, uh, individual actually is facing several, several charges.
0: Well, that's great that you guys were able to somehow put a stop to this and and the canine. So uh, the canine gets rewarded now with uh, toys. I mean, you said toys and dog food. What about like a nice steak from NYY or some stone crabs from Joe's?
1: You know, <laughs> I don't know if the uh, I don't know if the policy manual would permit the uh, handler to give them steak. Does it happen? Um, you know, maybe I wouldn't doubt it. But we have to we call them we pay them in toys. You know, they would they go out there and they do all this work, all this apprehension work, all this narcotic work. And all they want in reward is to they want to play. They just want to play with their uh, little rubber toy, the Kong toy. So that's that's how it goes down.
0: It's just amazing to me, and we, we've all seen it pretty much in action on television, how the dog knows who possibly committed a crime, who's alleged to have committed the crime rather no, than No,
1: no, well Well, when you do like an area search, Andy, where somebody, a bad guy might be like hiding in the woods, they go off of odor, off of the odor that your body releases, which, you know, I can't even begin to describe how that works scientifically. But when he's with a handler and the handler's involved in a foot pursuit and he tells them, he gives them the command to, to bite a certain individual, that's kind of, uh, it's, you know, that's where they go towards. They go towards the command of their handler, but in, a, in an area search situation, they just go off a of voter. Same thing with narcotics. They just go off a of voter. And I had the pleasure of working with them for three years. They really are an uh, incredible asset to have in police work. Yeah,
0: it's just that they go right to the suspect, and there could be other people around. But boom, you know they're going right to, to that person. Lieutenant right. Camacho, uh, we're short on time. Uh, but thank you very much for yours. Stay safe. And uh, we'll chat again next week.
1: You got it, Andy. See ya.
0: Getting bit by a canine. Oof. All right, that's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.